Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak to do his famous Kayach from the Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhak's books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite all right. So I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so <laughs> I hope you had a wonderful circus, Yossi. I certainly did, Rabbi Yerbs. And a wonderful Simchas Torah. <laughs> and so did I. I <clears throat> hope I have a voice left enough to tell a story. Anyways, you know, uh, <laughs> it was a short time between, uh, you know, Simchas Torah and the day of Yisruchag, which I gotta tell a story here on Jared Radio. So, uh, uh, I say you don't have a story. <laughs> Betcha. Uh, well, actually, yes and no. Uh, yes and no? Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, you see, actually, originally I did not have a story. And then I checked the emails that came in, and sure enough, coming to the rescue is... Let me guess, Mendy Z. That's right. Mendy Z sent in a very interesting story that he said he heard in Yiddish. I read the story that he talked about, I read the information, and I said, Whoa, I know that story. I've told this story, maybe I think the last time I told it must have been 10, 12 years ago, maybe. Wow, so I guess uh, a lot of people may not remember it. 
Well, unless they heard this person's Yiddish version, I don't know. But I guess, you know, like always, Mendy Z asks when he tells me a story that he heard in Yiddish, he would like to hear how I tell it in my way and in English, of course. Okay, so we're going to do that. A matter of fact, I know other people have told this story also, but you know what I'm going to do? This time, I'm going to keep the same names that uh, Mendy Z gave me because there's only two names to remember. All right, so here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, so once again, this here story is sponsored as a Fush Lema for Chaim Yosef Sveem and Sarah Miriam. And, of course, uh, also, uh, yeah, 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 I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say a Raphael Avram Yitzchak Ben Gittel. Yes, yes, Baruch Hashem, uh, there's been a lot of progress by him, and I hope it's continued. I'm soon going to find out. Maybe, Mr. Hashem, I could take his name off our list. Okay, I wish I could take the other one off, but unfortunately, he needs a lot of tefillah still. Okay, so, um, where are we? I am about to tell the story. Right. So, I'm going to call the story, Nothing Goes Unnoticed. Let me say that again. What'd you say? I said, Nothing Goes Unnoticed. Hey, you mean like your tie is crooked? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, see... I'm just kidding, just kidding. Yes, I know. Uh, okay, so let me continue here now with this story. Uh, yeah, continue, you never even started. I'm going to start it right now, and I have no idea how long it's going to take. But you, you should know, you once told this story. <laughs> I, I told it like about 10, 12 years ago, you know. Um, I don't think I remember it the same way. I mean, I remember the story very distinctively. It's a powerful story. It's a great story to tell now, too, because, you know, after all, um, you know, um, after you have him, you want to continue being good and, you know, and being done the kafschos, being a uh, good oyev Yisrael, you know what I mean? And an oyev taira. Well, that goes without saying. All right, so here we go. This story took place a few hundred years ago. Not so many hundreds or hundreds of years ago, because it definitely took place after the Baal Shem Tov was Nifta. That's for sure. Anyways, there were many Talmidim of the Baal Shem Tov, and this particular Talmud we're going to call Lipa. Okay? He wasn't one of those people that were very famous for being a tzaddik in their own rights and things like that. But yes, he learned Hasidus from the Baal Shem Tov. And yes, he also was a big Talmud Chacham. And there's one more thing that I want to tell you. Oh yeah, what is it? What is it? He also was a very well-to-do man. A well-to-do, like uh, had a big bachala, a big stomach? Well, I don't know. I didn't see him. But, I mean, he was uh, well-to-do in this case means he was very wealthy. He was very rich. Aha! Uh-huh. So we're going to pick up the story inside his study, okay? Okay. So this happened like uh, maybe 200 or some odd years ago at least? At least. Uh, maybe more. Let's say 200, yeah, definitely, 70, 60, 90, 60, yeah, 250 years ago, maybe even. Oh, wow. Okay, so what happened? Okay, so anyways, we're picking up in this study, so here we go. 
let's see now. Uh, what a wonderful time I'm having here. Living in this world, I thank Akodesh Borhu every single day. It's Mamish Gewaldi Gewaldi. Thank you, Akodesh Borhu, for making it that I should be very successful in all my businesses. Borah Hashem, Borah Hashem. That's what I could say. Ha! <sighs> A yid should thank Hashem for all the broches that he has. And even when he doesn't think he has a broch, he should thank Hashem because he doesn't realize that whatever he has, it could have been worse. But Baruch Hashem, I am so well blessed that not only am I doing well in my businesses, I'm becoming a very well-to-do person. Yes, yes, and everybody knows me, and I give tzedukah, everything. Mamish is gewaldig. Gebasach tzedukah. Yo, 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 yo. I always do that, and I mamish, I, 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 I understand that I'm about, uh, you know, tzedukah. You know, I didn't become rich because I should keep everything for myself. Ah, yes, I understand, like Hashem make me like a gabai tzedukah. Ah, yes, I give tzedukah. Yo, yo, zikhe, I give sach, sach, tzedukah. Ah, yes, 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 Baruch Hashem. And yet, because I have such workers that I can trust, I'm mamish, it's unbelievable. I'm mamish, it's, I can mamish find time to sit and learn. But I was contemplating. All these years is going by, and not once did I have the thought that maybe I should write a Sefer Torah. I'm not a Sefer, you know, but I mean, you know, I should sit down one day and schrab mich a Sefer Torah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll hire a Sefer, of course. But you know what? I want this to be a very special Sefer Torah. So you know what I'm going to do? I have a great idea. Ah, first of all, you need cloth. You need the skin. Uh, turn into parchment. You need this. So how are we going to do this? Very interesting. I hope a great mamma Yo, 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 yo. I'm going to go and I'm going to buy cows. And then I'm going to have them shechted. And not that I'm going to need so much meat. But you know, I'm going to take this meat and have the meat distributed. Distributed to the poor people, and also to people that sit and learn Torah, that they need this. As a Gavaldic idea, I love the idea very much, and it's exactly what I'm going to do. And so that's exactly what Lipa did. He went over to the marketplace, and he went over to the, one of the people over there that sells cows. Excuse me, pardon me, but I want to buy a couple of cows now, according to the amount, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I have to make parchment. If I have leftover parchment, I'll give it to the safe and let him use it for other mitzvahs. Okay, so I need at least a minimum of, uh, let's see, four or five. Uh, I would take, uh, you know what, just to make sure, I want 10 cows. You want 10 cows? What are you going to do with 10 cows? You don't look so fat. <laughs> Pardon me. I didn't mean to insult you. No, it's quite all right, quite all right. I don't need all the calves, uh, cows for me. I, I intend to have a safer toilet written for me. 
Ah, very nice. So you want to punch me? Ah, so you need the skin, but what are you going to do with all the meat? Uh, with the meat, I'm going to bring the cows to a shoichet, and I'm going to have a couple of shoichetim work on it, and the meat, I'm going to give it to the poor people. So what do you think about that idea? <laughs> That's a very nice, interesting idea. I like that idea. All right, so I'm going to give you a good price. I know you can afford it, but I want a shtikl chaylik too, so therefore I'm going to give you a good deal on the cows. And sure enough, he gave him a good deal on the cows. And he bought these ten cows, and he brought them to Shaykhtim, various different Shaykhtim. All right, now listen here very carefully. I'm looking for Erlich Shaykhtim, like you. And I want to do the following. I want that when you're shechted, you're going to have an Erlich butcher work next to you, going to extract all the meat, and of course, they're going to have a treiberer to take out the siaric name, 100%. And what I want done, of course, is that I want that the meat should be given and distributed to the poor people. Can you do that? Avada, avada, sicher, hundred percent. Shnudo kein scheile, ibatzul zemich. You are paying me. I have to do what you want. But of course, as long as you're following all the halachis, sicher, hundred percent. And so, sure enough, he had the shochtim shechta, the cows. Various different shochtim because he didn't want to burden one shochet. Why not? Because. If they're too busy shechting too many cows at once, mm. maybe they won't be able to concentrate. Maybe the hands will start to shake. He wanted to make sure that each one was 100% kosher from the start. And that's what he did. And he had a professional person that removes the skin, take off the skin. They removed the skin, and the person started processing. Excuse me. Can you please stand over there? You know, I use these chemicals over here, and you don't want to breathe these chemicals in. You know, it's really not very good to breathe them in. And besides, if it splatters on you, you can get hurt, you know. You know, I really, you know, you know, I don't need you to get sick of my behalf. You know, pardon me, I'm just going to put on this mask over here while I process the skin and turn it into parchment, okay? <laughs> yes, Avada, Zicha, Honor Bazan. And sure enough, as time went on, he had all this parchment. And then came the part of looking for a cipher. He looked for a cipher, but he wanted a cipher as Erlich as they come. And of course, not just Erlich, but should be a good cipher. And finally, after research, he found one. And he went over to him, and I don't know the name of the cipher, but we'll call him Rabbi Yankel. All right, uh, Rabbi Yankel, I am here to speak with you. Ah, Shulam Aleichem, Shulam Aleichem, Mishmach Tayyid, oh, ich kenne euch, ich kenne euch, sei fein, I know you. Your Lippe, der reiche Mensch, der Big Malzidoke, so nice to meet you. Oh, so what is? 
You're coming all this way. Don't you have a cipher in your town? You want to check your diseases? Or need to a problem? I could check your diseases for you. Ober the Zachis, don't you have a cipher in your town that could check your diseases? Nine, all the diseases that I get or the niche, do Oh, yeah, 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 sure. I have a safe that checks my mezuzahs. And if necessary, they checked my tefillin, too. You know, if I have a suffix, whether my tefillin got into some problem, I have a safe to check it, too. But, you know, he's always busy because he's like one of the only safe from around in our shtetl. So let me just tell you like this, Rabbi Yankel. I need a safe written, and I want to commission you to write it. But while you are writing my Sefer Torah, I want to be able to pay you, not just for the Sefer Torah, but I want to pay you for your time that you should not be busy with any other project except my Sefer Torah. That's it. Can you do that? Ah, I see. You like that I should uh, just do your Sefer Torah. All right, so is this what you want? They are paying me to take care of my time and so don't lose any money. Okay, I will work on your safety. But you know I have a very interesting schedule. I mamish, I sit and learn in between when I have no work, I learn. But you know when I have work, I still have sedorim that I keep. You understand? So I, I I cannot give you an exact estimate of when the Sefer Torah will be done. I understand that. But you think it will take you a month, two months? A <laughs> two months? You know, uh, you write a Sefer Torah. When you write it, you don't uh, write it in such a way that has for Shulam. You know that you're writing the Sefer Torah, you don't want chas v'shulem, chas v'shulem, to make any mistakes. So you have to be fully awake, and then every time I write, I, I go toivel in the mikveh, you understand? I want your Sefer Torah to be mamish written, bikedusha evetahara. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 sure. And that's exactly why I, 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 I picked you to be the Sefer. A hundred percent. There's no problem at all. You're the safer, and I give you a down payment right here. There you go. Is that enough? Oh, more than enough. <laughs> and then you make that in two months. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I will work on it, and I will be in touch with you, the progress. And if you like to see the work every now and then, you can come by and see the work. And, of course, he did. Every now and then he would come by. Whoa, 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 whoa. Such a beautiful shrift you have. Such a beautiful handwriting. The Kisava Shurias Mabish. Givaldic, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, um, unbelievable. I'm so happy I picked you. I love it. I love it. The sharpness of the letters. It's Mabish Peladic. 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 Now, at this point of the story, I would like to stop and pause here for a moment. And now... Uh, I would like to go back about six years ago. But, but Rabbi Hirsch, I thought you told this story like about 10, 12 years ago. No, 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 no. I told the story about 10, 12 years ago. But in the story, I have to tell a part that started approximately six or seven years ago. Oh, oh, okay, I got it, got it, got it, got it. It's a great story so far. Uh, you notice I'm not really interrupting. <laughs> For Hashem. 
Thank you. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. I'm, I'm definitely thanking Hashem for that. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, let's see. Where were we? Uh, 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 yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, so we're going back now about seven years ago. I would say seven years ago. We're unfortunately, this boy, which we're going to call David, his father was Nifter. And we don't know the name of his mother, but well, let's say we'll call her Sarah. And Sarah, you know, she was crying, and so was David, and all the other kindler. They were all crying, and they mourned their father. Now, in those days, they didn't have medical hospitals like now. They didn't have doctors like now. They didn't have medicines like now. And, of course, when some people got sick, like, you know, nowadays, we almost like, when we hear that somebody died in the 1940s, uh, yes, as much as the 1940s, sometimes people died of an ear infection. And you would say, what? Just give them some antibiotics, you know, and everything will be fine. That's nowadays. But in those days, it wasn't so posh. So unfortunately, whatever it was, it's not very clear, even in the version of the story that I saw, it was not very clear how his father was nifter. But what was clear is David was 10 years old, and he was the oldest of all the kinderlach. And his mother had a little problem. What will I do? I can't go out and work. I have pizzalach babies in the house. How am I going to work and support them and then take care of the babies at the same time? And I can't afford to pay for a babysitter. What am I going to do? Oi, there's only one thing I have left. Oi, oi, oi. David, can I talk to you? Yes, mommy. Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. You just tell me, mommy, and I will do it. Because I don't want any more pain, and I don't want you to suffer any more pain. For whatever reason, Hashem took away Tati. I remember my Chayda Rebbe said that everything is been a Shemayim, and there's a Cheshbin for everything. Okay, so Baruch Hashem, at least I learned how to read. Uh, I know a couple of things here and there, but not much. But, but Mommy, don't worry. Baruch Hashem, look at me. For a 10-year-old, I'm pretty big. I'm pretty strong. No? Yes, you are, Baruch Hashem. So you're going to be the one that's going to be responsible to bring in some money so we can have some food and our family won't starve. Yes, Mommy. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And uh, since I'm 10 years old, <laughs> I don't know how to be a shoemaker. <laughs> and I don't know how to be a, a, a carpenter or anything like that. But, you know, I, I, I could take our old pails and that big pole over there and that hooks on the shoulder, you know. And I could go down to the river, you know, and, and draw water in the pails, and I can bring it to the people and sell it, you know what I mean? Because, you know, water is free, not going to charge for that, right? I remember Tati once told us that. And then he said that, uh, but you're allowed to charge for the service of bringing the water, right, Mommy? That's right. You got that right. You remember very well. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you, Mommy. I appreciate that. Okay, so 
we are finished with Shiva, finished with the Shloshim, we ran out of money, right? So I'm going to set out to work right away. So unfortunately, David had to leave the cheder. And those, they didn't have big yeshivas and things like that, but they had a cheder. And he had to leave the cheder. And because of that, that meant he could not learn. And he knew how to read. Oh, yes, he did. But, you know, uh, <laughs> and the stuff that he was going to learn in the Chumash and things like that, he basically forgot. But there's one thing he remembered to do. He took pride in it. And that would be to become a Tehillim Zaga. He would say Tehillim every single day. We're going to get to his schedule in a minute, but first let's see how he started out. So he went down to the river, and he started to lower the pails. Okay, here we go. Into the river you go. Okay, let me pull up the water. Oh my, okay, that's one pail. And the other pail... And let me put the pole hooking on this side and this side. Let me put it on my shoulders just like all of the Vasatrega do it. All the water carriers do it this way. So here they go. A one, a two, and up I go. A one, a two, and up I go. A one, a two, and up. <laughs> I don't think I could carry so much water. I'll just have to make a few trips. I'm young. I can do it. And so, unfortunately, he had to pour out half the water back in the river, and he would fill up half pails, and he would come to people's doors, and he would knock on the door, and he would say, Hello? Hello? Water for sale? Water for sale? Water for sale? Let here. a young boy over there. Let me see what's going on here. Where are you? Where Oh, there you are. I was looking up for a tall person. Boy, you you, you shrunk, Mr. Mordecai. Yeah, I already bought from the Mordecai. Oh, it's me. This is the use of do. It's a big mitzvah, mitzvah. You know, best form of chidoki is to give him work. And this way he earns money. And this is the best way of okay. okay, I buy water. Sure, sure, you are here. You can fill up this pot here with water. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, I pay you a, a let's see, uh, a groschen uh, for every pill. Yes, okay? Okay, that's the going rate, okay? And sure enough, you would fill out pails here and the pails there. And you pick up work here, a little work there, you know. But again, just carrying water. And, of course, he had to make a lot of trips. Gradually, gradually, the years would go on a little bit. And his legs got pretty strong for a young man. And he was 12. He was bar mitzvah. And he always made enough money to have what he needed for food. And this would go on for when he was 12, 13, 14, 15 and now we're up to the year when he was 17 years old. Now for a water carrier, a Vasatrega, he was pretty strong for 17 years old. He was able to take two full pails of water at a time, and he would knock on the doors, Excuse me, I'm here for my water delivery. I got your water. Oh, it's so nice of you. 
Now it's so nice of you. So nice of you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're bringing the water faster than you used to. Well, <laughs> I think he's getting stronger. He's getting bigger and stronger so he can carry more. He can deliver much more people. And at a faster rate, he doesn't have to go back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth, right? Uh, that's right, that's right. That is exactly what's happening. Okay, thank you very much. Have a good day, so on and so forth. And finally, when he was about 17 years old, that was the time that Lipa had the idea to make the Sefer Torah. And actually, he started the idea when he was 16. But when he was 17, that idea was coming to fruition. And he went to the Sefer, and the Sefer said, Yes, <laughs> so happy then. Uh, I'm glad you're coming. Uh, I'm up to the last part. You can make the arrangements uh, for making a closer shape of a seam for the shape. You know what I mean? See, a seam for the shape. And a closer shape of I mean, by that, you want You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. I like it. I like it. I'm going to make a big production. I'll have music, yes, yes, yes. I'll have people play music on the way. Now, of course, uh, Yossi, don't even think about it. Don't interrupt the story right now. We don't have music with electricity, because electricity wasn't invented yet. You understand? My people would play those lyres, they would play the trumpets, they would play clarinets, you know, a drum, a bistle, you know what I mean? They would play what they could play. All right. Anyways, now, <laughs> you see that on my roofs? I stopped him from interrupting you. I appreciate that. Thanks a lot, Lipa. Okay, continue your part. Yes, I continue my part. Okay, let me go and see. I need to think. Let me see. I don't want to just make a, a seam over there like this. I'm doing this. Look, when, when I made this thing, I took the meat and I gave it to the, you know, the, the, the poor people. And the people are sitting on the toilet. So they can have what to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what? Chmacha groisa sude. Borach Hashem, as I'm writing the Sefer Torah, the more I got involved with mitzvahs and giving tzedakah, Borach Hashem, Borach Hashem, my business is growing and growing and growing. You know what? I'm going to invite everybody. I'm going to make a big public thing. Now I have to find a hole that's big enough to fit everybody. Yeah, I'm going to invite everybody. I'm going to make a big suda. I'll pay for it all. Uh, Hashem is giving me the money. I have to use it for good things. Yeah, and this is a great opportunity to feed the poor people. And yet at the same time when I feed them, what's going to be? It's going because when I'm going to feed those poor people, what's going to happen is I feed them and they won't feel out of place because I'm feeding also the Reich I mentioned, the other people, the regular people, <laughs> all eating at the same time. It's Gewaldic and Mitzvah. I like this idea very, very much. You know what? I have to find a hole. Let me go around and looking for a hole. Let me see this. Uh, let me see. Hello, Reb Zanbo, are you there? I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, I'm Nipah, how are you? How can I help you? Is there something that you want? Yes, of course there's something I want. I'm going to make 
Asim Sefer Torah, and Ahachnos Sefer Torah. We're going to make a big sach, you know what I mean? A big, big, big suda, everything like this, and I want to invite everybody from the shtetl over here. So therefore, I need a big uh, hole. How big is your place? <laughs> My place? Take a look around. It's very big. Oh, you can fit everybody in. Yeah, yeah. And what you do is you have some people lie on the floor. Then some people step on top of them. And then you have some people stand on top of their shoulders. And then the stronger ones, they'll they be on the bottom. And then you can have people on top of their shoulders. You can fit everybody in here. And you want to put tables also? You want chairs? I mean, I mean we can figure this out. You know what I mean? Some people can be on the chair. It's quite all right. Ramzanvo? I, I, I'm afraid your place is not big enough for my simcha. I'll just have to go somewhere else, okay? Mez Hashem, when I need to, you know, use you again, I'll, I'll use you for smaller simchas, okay? Okay, 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 goodbye. Yes, yes, goodbye, goodbye. Okay, now let me try another place. Anywhere from one place to another. And finally, we found a big place. At the end of the town, there was somebody that was wondering. Oh, boy. I just spent so much money making this big simcha hall because I figured that some people would want to make a big simcha. But I forgot this town. Who's going to make such a big simcha? I, all I need is one or two simchas to cover the cost of what I put into this building. Yeah, you know, because I'll cater also. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, who's that coming? Lipa? Is that you? Lipa! Shalom Aleichem! What's machtach, Lipa? What's machtach, eh? What's machtach, eh? How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Lipa, Lipa, Lipa. How are you? How are you? How are you? Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. I'm doing fine. Now tell me, wow. Tell me. Schmelke, this is your place? Yeah, this is my place, yeah. I have this place now, you know. I, 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 I bought this old warehouse, I fixed it up, I extended it, I built more. I make a kitchen inside, it's very good. I, I, I built this thing so, you know, that I could try to make big simchas here, but, you know, <laughs> If the worst comes to worst, I'll have to make partitions and make smaller simchas back to back. I, 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 you know, but I, I, I don't know what made me make the, this big hole. I know what made you make this big hole because Hashem Yisbarach knew that I was going to invite everybody from the shtetl here to a big, big simcha. A big simcha? Well, your son became a chusin? No, no, no. Your daughter became a kala? No, no, no. Nothing like that. So what is it? I'll tell you what it is. I am giving a Sefer Torah to the big base of Medrash in the shul. And we're going to have a seam of the Sefer Torah, the last few ices to write, and everything. And we're going to have a big suda. Yes, yes, yes. A big, wonderful suda. And uh, the Sefer Torah, we're going to be dancing and mummies. I'll give all the give all the give. We have a great suda. So what do you say, eh? Your place big enough? <laughs> Is my place big enough? Come, look inside. Whoa! Oh, boy, oh, boy. How did you get those doors to open without squeaking? I put oil in the hinges. <laughs> well, it's a very good idea. Ah, but in stories, they like to hear... Oh. 
or all the kind of noise of or or you know <laughs> whatever. <laughs> all right, I have that in mind, but I, I'm not selling stories. I'm renting my hall, okay? <laughs> so uh, you, you want to buy it? You want to rent it? Uh, yes, of course. All right, very good. So let's go inside. Uh, and, and we'll <laughs> come, 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 come. Uh, let's go make a contract and tell me what you want on the, on the menu. And I'll have the bakers make the hollows already. And I'll be doing very good. And, of course, he sat down. He figured out all the times for everything. Everything was geschmack. Everything was working out. And the day was coming closer. And meanwhile, you know, this little bocherol, which is not so little anymore, Dovidal, he had this little strange habit. All right, so let's see now what am I doing here. Okay, so um, let's see now. I delivered all the people the water. Okay, it's time for me to go to the base of Madras. Go into the back corner like I always do and take out the safer dealer. Every day I mama sit here and I do the whole safer to heal him. And sure enough, that's exactly what Davidal did. He used to sit in the back of the base of Madras and didn't bother anybody, but everybody noticed him. People would pass by and say, Shh, quiet, quiet. Shah, don't disturb him. Mamish, this buchero, Mamish, is a yesoim, you know, he's a yusim. And often, you know, he doesn't know much to learn, but, you know, you gotta give him credit. He sits here... And he learns that to heal him, or he says it. I don't know what it is, but he says that to heal him. And he says to he stays in Amish the whole time. Really? He stays to the ganze Zeit? He stays the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's all going to say, you don't believe me? You watch him every day. Okay, I will. And of course, people did, and he noticed that this person, David, was a Tehillim Zaka. Even Lipa noticed it. Oh, there he is. Gewaldig. Yeah, 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 sure. Did you deliver water to me this morning or whatever? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, Lipa. I did, I did. That's very good, very good, very good. See, I do a chesed with him. <laughs> a little Tehillim Zagat, whatever it is. I, I have big water carriers, but you know, it <laughs> doesn't have any saga how much water I can use. Uh, yes, yes, yes. But, you know, to help him out a little bit, in a nice way, oh, I, uh, I, 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 I just give him some, uh, some, some water business. <laughs> I don't know why the mother never comes to me asking me for tzedakah. I guess some people have too much pride. Okay, what can you do? But at least he's trying to make an, uh, an honest living. That's fine by me. All righty. And sure enough, the day came. They came, and people were lining up. I'll check the meal. Where's the garbage room? Sam, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me. If you want to write the actual ice, just get up, toivel in the mikra. Did you toivel in the mikra? I certainly did. I father, father, father. Okay, now what? Eh. Uh, uh, and now you go to the cipher. A cipher in this man table and mikveh. Very good, very good. Zayeg, Zayeg. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Okay, now you see I made the outline of the ladder. 
Now take the federal, stick it in the ink, hello, now fill it in, don't overfill it, okay? <laughs> and sure enough, people lined up, and people were filling up the inks and everything, and final last word were written, and they started singing Simitaiba Mazeltop, and they were singing Sisuva Simcha, and they were singing all kinds of songs. I don't know the niggins that they used over there, and they probably had Chazonim over there singing, and they probably sang, and of course, they were singing whatever the songs was that they sang in those times. And of course, as usual, they had one chazan to sing. And of course, after it was over, they sang and they danced as they were going to the shul to bring the safe Tyra. And they were mamas. I have no idea what Nagunim they sang in the days, but I'm sure they sang Hatsik and Nagunim, some with words, some without words. And of course, it was a beautiful thing. And then, as scheduled, they all went in to the big hall. Mamish Melkis Hall. Mamish, like in Yiddish, they were called the Groysazal, the big great hall. And they went in there, they loaded up the hall, and people were inside the hall. And, of course, Lipa said, You'll notice everybody has a bilkala, a chala over there, and a shtikala fish, and al zdink over there. But al zderecheretz, because a big, big thing, a big Indian of the Sefer Torah, being given over here, and I spent a lot of money to do this, and we have time to eat, okay? So nobody should go to wash by the kitchen yet until I have big basins over there. Because in those days, they didn't have plumbing like nowadays. You can't even think about it that you have no sink with running water or a toilet that can flush or whatever it is. You don't even think about those things. But in those days, they didn't have that all. So what ended up happening was, the mamesh was unbelievable. They had... Big basins like like the Kior in from the from the Mishkan and later on for the base of Migdash. And they had these spigots and they would wash like that. And of course these people, you know, they had their Kheris for Lipa. Sure, no problem. I can wait to him, not the problem. 
And sure enough, there was Lipa sitting on the head table and Puncher Rabbonim up there. Great speakers were speaking. And then finally, there was David. Oh, all right, I just finished doing my Tehillim. Uh, wow, I ate very little today because I thought I was going to come to this Sefer Torah giving, but wow, I don't know why, but I had a lot, a lot of Kavana, and I really poured my heart out to say Tehillim today. It's Kavalnik, and I brought all my uh, food home, and I just took a small piece of bread and gave everything to my brothers and sisters, and of course to my mommy first. All right, so um, and I told them I'm going to pass by here and see maybe I'll eat over here not to worry about me. All right, let me come to this hall of Schmelkes all down the place over here. <clears throat> wow, I can hear the singing. Oh, it's very quiet now. Oh, somebody must be speaking. All right, let me go inside here. Let me open the door quietly as possible. Wow, what kind of door is this? Wow, no squeaking. Oh, oily doors. All right, uh, let's see. Okay, so um, let me just go. Wow, is it crowded here. Oh, man, there's no place for me to sit. I need a seat. Oh, whoa, whoa. What's that over there? And that small table towards the back. Ah, ah, very good. Very good. I'm going to go over there. Excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, You don't mind if I see the whoosh, quiet, quiet, speak over there. Uh, okay, I will. And he sat there. And as he sat there, he began to notice something very strange. Nobody was eating. Nobody was watching. But there were people speaking. They were saying Divrei Torah. Most of it went above his head because David wasn't so learned. He didn't know much. It was very strange what was going on. And he looked to the right and looked to the left. Nobody was washing. Nobody was eating. But his stomach was churning. You could hear it. If you tuned into his stomach, you would hear his stomach was gargling and he couldn't wait anymore he was so hungry he thought he was going to chalash I, I, I think I'm going to chalash if I don't wash I hope they don't mind I'm just going to go over there and, and, and get up and, and go to wash all of a sudden Lipa looked around Hashem Everybody is sitting there with their cherets. They're waiting not to wash until we finish the speeches. Ah, Mamash, Kavaldik. It's good. What? Who's that getting up over there? Oh, it's that boy Dovid at the Hillemzuge. What? What's he doing? If what? He's going into the kitchen. Why would he want to go into the kitchen? Wait a minute. That's where the wash basins are. Ach, Hitzbe. Ach, Hitzbe. Hope he's not going to wash. Go eat. Let me walk away from the table here, go around the other side so nobody sees. I'm going to go over here and I see what's going on here. And sure enough, he came inside to the kitchen just in time to see it happen. All right, now I'm just going to wash over here. A chitzpah what you have! Ha! Who do you think you are? Everybody's sitting so nicely over there, waiting patiently to wait for all the speeches to go over and be finished. And you, you have the chutzpah to come in here to wash, to start eating before everybody, before the rabbunim on the head table. Azah, chutzpah what you have. How could you do this? Chutzpah. Oi, 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 oi. Chutzpah, go sit down and don't wash yet. Wait for everybody else. Who do you think you are? Because you sit there and say, tell him you can do whatever you want. Ah, chitzpe. 
bis afilu atan nchukim. Sit down over there. Wait for everybody else. And of course, that was 100% wrong for him to do. But Lipa, you know, he was so ecstatic with his simcha. Everything was going in perfect order. And he wanted everybody to eat at the same time. To him, it was like, what? Somebody's not following my pattern. But he didn't hop. This is a Baltzadokka guy. But he didn't hop that this guy, David, was starving. And he needed to eat. But that wasn't the only problem. He got so carried away, he lost himself. He lost himself and he embarrassed him. That was very bad. Oh boy, was that bad. Real bad news. So let me tell you what happened. This person, David, he didn't go back to sit down. He was so embarrassed, he ran out. And Lipa said, oh, All right, you want to eat somewhere else? Go, kiss in the head. I don't need you. I tell him so good. Oh, should learn how to learn. Oh, okay. And of course, that was a bad move on Lipa's part. Meanwhile, the speech is finished. And everybody sat down to eat. And David, he came home. And his mother asked him, Well, uh, David, Husky Gesson, did you eat? Uh, I'm all right, Mommy. It's okay. He didn't want to lie to his mother. He didn't say he ate. He didn't say he didn't eat. He just said he was okay. And he went to his room. And he lied down on his bed. And he said, I- I'm a little tired, so I'm going to go to sleep now, okay? Okay. Don't forget to say Krishna Lamita. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, no problem. Uh, good night, mommy. Good night. And he went to sleep. But he didn't really go to sleep right away. He was crying. And meantime, the guns of uh, fear was going on one o'clock in the morning, whatever it is. Finally, all the people left. Yeah, you know, the suit was over. The waiters were cleaning up and everything. And he told the guy, you know, uh, I'll take care of the rest of the balance in the morning. You give me a husband, okay? I trust you. Yeah, don't worry. Don't, don't be so excited. You know, I know you never had such business like this. Don't worry. It's okay. Good, good, good. And so Lipa went home. And then he realized, hey, wait a minute. I can't go to sleep. I didn't learn my Gemara yet. Amalit. And he took out a Gemara, and he started to learn a missile. And that was about two-ish in the morning. And suddenly he started to get a big headache. My head hurts. But I didn't finish the sukkah. I have to continue learning the sukkah. You know what? It's a nice night. Ah, I'm going to go outside. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go outside. And I'm going to walk a little bit in the fresh air. Then I'll come back in and I'll be refreshed and I'll continue learning the Gemara. And sure enough, he went out his door. His door was not oiled, so... So he went outside his door, closed it gently, so quiet that you couldn't hear it because he didn't want to wake up his wife in Kindalak. And he started walking. Oh, Hashem. It's fresh air. Ah, segezint. Ah. It's very good to have fresh air. Ah, oh, yeah, yo, yo, yo. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, a wind began to blow. <coughs> what is going on? 
It's <coughs> blowing dirt in my throat over here. Maybe I should turn back. All of a sudden, it's getting windy. A storm is coming. You know, what can I do? I go back. But the wind began to blow more. What, what, what's going on here? I'm trying to walk back to my house, and, and the wind is holding me. I'm like standing still. I, I don't understand. And all of a sudden, a big gust of wind scooped him off the ground. This wind is blowing. It's, 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 it's carrying me in the air. I, 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 I'm, I'm flying in the air. I'm, <laughs> don't drop me. Please, Ramani Shalom, don't drop me. Don't drop me. Oh, what am I going to do? Where am I going? Where am I? I don't recognize this place. I don't recognize the place. What's going on? What's going on? And suddenly, the wind slowed down a little bit and it started to lower him down. And he had a, not such a comfortable landing, but he landed in front of some strange big, gigantic house. It looked more like a big base of medrash of some sort. Boom! Where am I? I have no idea where I am. I'm so far away from the house. I have to, oh, maybe I should go inside. Wow, it's a big palace of some sort. Maybe, <laughs> maybe um, I should look in the window because maybe it's a, a big uh, gangster palace or something. I don't know. Let me take a look inside. Let me look through the window. <gasps> what is this? Doesn't look like a gangster to me. Wow, who are all these kind of people dressed like that? <gasps> look at the front over there and the head table over there. It's like, what is going on there? There are three people dressed in white. Their faces are so holy. Never saw anything like this. What, is, what are they doing? What are they doing? Uh, what's going on? Bluchim aboim shem Hashem. Burachabu, burachabu. What is this? Somebody's coming in. <gasps> Who is that? Wow, whoa, real robes. Everything like this. I never saw something like this. What's what's going on? This is amazing. I don't know what it is. I mean, wow, he's wearing a crown on the head and. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's got a reddish gray beard. A reddish gray beard? No, 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 it can't be. Could that be Melch? Am I seeing Davra Melch? Let me rub my eye. Welcome, David Hamelech. Please take your place. David Hamelech, I face me. Welcome, welcome. Oh, oh, somebody else is coming in. Whoa, I can't believe it. But it's not possible. He's not living anymore. But, but that's that's my Rebbe. What's he doing here? What's going on here? And suddenly, one of the three people that was sitting on the table in the top over there said, on the podium or dais, whatever you want to call it, he was saying, Please, David HaMelech, Melech Yisrael, please state your case. And suddenly, there was a voice. Now, of course, <laughs> I'm not going to know the real voice of David HaMelech. Just for the story's sake, I'm just going to put in a voice the way I can imagine it. 
Helige Dionim, what I will say. Outside by that window, standing there looking through the window, there is a person named Lipa standing there. That person, Lipa, he deserves to be punished greatly. And what did he do? asked one of the Dionim. What he did was, he went over, and he was Mavayish, a Yosem, but not just any Yosem. He was Mavayish, a little boy that's not so little anymore. But he is big. He is 17 years old. But he started when he was a little boy. He treasured the only thing he knew to say to Hillem. And he would say the whole Sefer to him every day. And he was breaking many gazeros that he didn't even know that he was doing it. But his Tehillim, his Tehillim, his Tefilois broke many gazeros that even he doesn't know. And he went to the Sefer Torah giving of that person Lipa outside who embarrassed him because David was very hungry and he couldn't wait for all those speeches so long and he decided to get up and wash and start eating and Lipa felt that it was against what was going on despite the fact that Lipa gives so much sadaka but here he lost himself and at the expense of embarrassing him and then he made choizik he made fun of Tehillim he told him because he's a Tehillim Zagi, he thinks he can do whatever he wants. He should only know what this power at Tehillim could do. I therefore demand that he should be taken away from this world. He must be punished for what he did. Being Mavaya somebody in public is like killing a person. I demand his neshama should be taken. And at that moment, all of a sudden, the Heidegger Baal Shem Tev got up and he said, is 100% right. What Lipa, my Talmud, did was very, very wrong. 100% deserving of great punishment. But on the other hand, I'm asking for Rachmunis. I'm asking that the Bezdin should think it over and realize what will his death accomplish. Nobody will know what he did. They'll say, oh, all of a sudden Lipa died. They wouldn't know why. And knowing this David, the Tehillim Zoger, he wouldn't say anything to anybody. He'd be very quiet about this. He wouldn't even realize that Lipa is being punished because of what he did to him. Instead, I say, that let Lipa live and let Lipa make another party just like he did tonight. Make another one tomorrow. He has the money to do it. Let him do this. Let him make this party. But what he has to do is bring this person, David, up close on the head table. And he has to ask him, Mechila, Berabim. And the best then started thinking, hmm, 
He has a very good point. Yes, he does. But it all depends. Dovin Amelech, you are bringing this case. What do you want? Very interesting. I like what he is saying. If the man leaper does tshuva and rectifies everything, he can teach more lessons that people should know they have to watch their word because nothing goes unnoticed. They will learn this lesson. Very important. Sure. Zicha. Hundred percent. I mask him. And the next thing you know, he was standing there. Huh? Uh, well, how am I going to get back home? I mean, what's going on? Uh, uh, what's going on? A wind is blowing. Oh, no. And a wind scooped him up again. And the next thing you know, he was back home. But the only problem is, he was in his chair by the table. And he realized he fell asleep on the table. And he woke up. Blah, blah, blah. Huh? Huh? What happened? What happened? What? Where's the basin? Where's... Oh, I'm sitting at my table. Where'd you come over? It really didn't happen, but it was a dream. But I remember every single detail. Ooh. Must have been a real dream. A, a, a message for me. Yes, right away. I'm going to take care of it. And sure enough, in the morning, this person leaper ran and found David. David first started to run away from him. But then he told him, I'm not here to harm you. And sure enough, what happened was is he was apologizing. He asked him, Mechila. And since Lipa saw, I mean, since David saw, wow, I see you mean it with your whole heart. No problem. I, I Michael you. I Michael you, but please be careful next time. Yes, yes, it's 100%. But I'm also making a big party tonight. Part two. And I want you to come there. You must be there. All right. After I do my Tehillim. And sure enough, the next night, they waited. The party was starting, but he didn't want anybody to start eating yet until he got there. And sure enough, after he finished the hillim, David got there. He arrived there, and immediately he brought him to the head table. Uh, what, what, what am I doing in the head table? I, I'm just a simple uh, water carrier. Uh, you know. You're not a water carrier. You're a Tehillim Zaga, a Heiliger Tehillim Zaga. You're very holy. You're very special. And at that moment, he asked him in public, Please be Michael me. But I already was. I embarrassed you in public. I'm asking Mechila in public. And sure enough, he asked Mechila in public. And sure enough, he certainly did. He was Michael in public. And then, of course, Lieber proceeded to tell the whole story with the dream and the lesson he learned. But this time, he allowed the people to wash and eat before he started speaking because he didn't want anybody to be hungry. He learned his lesson. It's not right to have people sit and wait to eat while the speeches go on. They can eat, and then the speeches can go on. Just don't starve the people. And sure enough, this Lipa was not just a changed man, a super changed man, because he learned that nothing, nothing that he does goes unnoticed. And the greater a person you are, the more it doesn't go unnoticed. So Lipa continued to be the Baal Tzedakah that he was, the Baal Ches that he was. But he added one more thing. He was extremely careful about his Midos and made sure never to lose his temper again. And, of course, to treat everybody properly. And we should do the same. 
Let me herbs. Look at the clock. Oh, oh, it's time to go. Oh, wow. Just made it in time, huh? Okay. So everybody have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful Shabbos. Goodbye. Goodbye.